Hello and welcome to Raising Our Voices show on 3CR on 855. We are a self-advocacy radio show run by people with disability about people with disabilities. Nothing about us without us. We begin today's show by acknowledging the peculiar nation of this land that we are meeting on today for this oldest past and present. We also acknowledge the self-advocacy members who have worked tirelessly over the years for the quality rights for all. I am James Teakin and I am joined by two new members for Raising Our Voices, Shona Brown and Chris Bolton. Hi. Hi. In today's show, we have a special guest from PCE. Welcome, Janet and Elizabeth. Hi, guys. Yeah, hello. Good to see you, your faces, all of you. Hi, Janet and Elizabeth. Can you can you please tell us about your group? Yeah, sure. Thank you for inviting us on the show. Thank and you. we're very excited to be on the airways of raising your voices. So power in culture and ethnicity, that's what PC stands for, is a self-advocacy group run by and for people with disability from a non-English speaking background. Um, The things we care about are equal disability rights and human rights, but we also care about the problems around racism and having different cultures and we promote everyone being equal when it comes to uh, where you come from, what you look like, Mm -hmm. uh, what language you speak. We all live in Australia and we're all equal. How long has the group... PCE running for? So it's been running for about two years and then we were rudely interrupted with COVID. <laughs> so so mm. we had we had a um meeting room and everything. So I think we've met twice. Yes, Elizabeth. Have we met twice face to face? We've only met twice face to face. And so at the start, we booked like for a whole year at Ross House. Um, mm. So we've had to cancel those meeting uh, room bookings, which is a bit disappointing. But having said that, um, I think being online brings its own um, advantages because PCE has members in Canberra and Shepparton. Mm. So that couldn't have happened if we weren't online. Mm. Thanks for that, James. Thank you. (laughs) Also for me, peace helped me 
because before I wasn't have any um, technology, even know about the um, the Zoom and all this. But PC helped me a lot of things. Um, although we were in a, we were in a COVID, but still we meet every one, every second Wednesday. So and we don't uh, we don't have any differences between gender, whether you are a man with disability or a woman. We all equal together. How, how did it start? Well, it's it started with me wanting a self advocacy group for people with disabilities. Um that spoke about racism and discrimination together. And I thought there was no one talking about that. Like all the other groups were talking about how people with disability from non-English speaking backgrounds are hidden away. They need to be reached by like services and it's really hard. But no one was actually addressing the issue of racism and disability discrimination. So that is why me and a colleague um, by the name of Effie Mayan started the group. Yes, Shona? I've been talking about racism a lot because... There's been racism about Maltese people and Africans and Indians and Aboriginals. There's been racism about that, and I didn't like that because of my sisters, that they're Aboriginal and that my friend Rahul is Indian. Indian. I didn't like it because about a few of my friends are Indian and I'm Maltese because of my dad. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good that you said something, Shona, because it's important to tell people that they're being racist. It made me furious and I didn't like it. Yes. What issues do PCA face and want listeners to know about as women with disability for non-English speaking background. Elizabeth, did you want to answer that question? What issues do you face? Um, well, thank you again. For me, I'm facing because English is the second language to me. So it's make me hard to understand a lot of things, but uh, also the technology is it's my problem because of the uh, of the English, the language. Mm. Thank you, Elizabeth. So, I will need if I could have more, like um having um to go and learn again about the uh, English is a second language um uh, special grammar and um yes, would be good for me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, it's Janet speaking. And I think 
the the thing that I face as a woman from a non-English speaking background is society's low expectation of what I can do and probably also when I experience racism it's something that is a part of me and it hurts and I see myself as Australian and so does Elizabeth and we're not others we're just like we're just like everyone else yes Elizabeth yes we we see ourselves as everyone but when they uh, do the exorcism to us, it's hurt us because you you feel like why they do this one to me and I'm part of the Australia, pay uh, paying the task and paying like any other Australian citizen and why they do this to me. It's really hard, but we let it go because it's not the first time to happen to um, uh, people who uh, move to different country, so. We can't say much about that. Hi, this is Janet from PCE. Um, uh, we will be right back with a couple of announcements. This is a song called Hum To Deli Kish Tamara by Hama Sa Ishisai Kuma Sanu and it was picked by Shauna. And that was the song called Hum To Deli Kish Tamara by Hama Sa 
ici Sai Kuma Sanu. Here, right. an amazing song, that song. Welcome back to Raising Our Voices on 3CR 855 on your docker. 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Raising Our Voices is a show running by people with disability about people with disability, nothing about us without us. Today's show, we have guests, Janet and Elizabeth from PCE. Janet and Elizabeth introduced themselves and shared a bit about their group, their self-advocacy group, PCE. They also have been talking about what issues PCE has been facing the most. Women with disabilities. What does PCE think should be done about the issues that people with disabilities from non-English speaking backgrounds face? Thank you, Shona. So I think that people with disability from non-English speaking backgrounds, so people that don't speak English, face always having to worry about communicating, worrying about, like, where, like, what they look like and just worrying about people spreading hate when they're just being themselves or not even valuing them because of how they look and not taking the time to really listen to them because they don't speak English. So actually putting words in their mouths. Yeah. Would you agree, Elizabeth? Yes. Also, we need people to to look at us like everybody. It's a, language is not a big issue if you know someone. Uh, so people need to, to have a bit of uh, time so they can understand what I was saying and what we're doing and doesn't matter what language or English we don't speak is not a very good English. So that's what we need. Oh Elizabeth, that yes. is so true. It's not about language. It's about attitude. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh and I something that would kind of relate to that like because um even though I can only speak English, I wish I could speak the language like Maltese because of my dad that he's fully Maltese, but he doesn't he can't speak it at speak it either. My uncle Darren can speak a little bit. And um yeah, I wish I could speak Maltese. Yeah, and I also think that it would help if 
there were more representation of people from different cultures in our in our media and people with disabilities from different cultures. Don't you yeah. think so, Chris and Trina? Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it really matters what language you speak. We are all humans and we're all on this earth. Yes, that's right. And do you know Elizabeth, she speaks 11 languages. Like, Elizabeth. Yes. Can you name them all, all your languages, or the main ones? No. Okay. Um, English, Arabic, Dinka, Nuer, Moro, Madi, Asholi, uh, Zande, and then including Murle, Sholok. This is language I speak. I learned when I was young because I was friendly. If I meet you today, like I met you a thousand years ago, I don't make difference to you. That's why I learned because I go to any people, event, dancing, even uh, when they have funeral, I go. And then my mom said, this girl, when they have funeral, I go and cry in their language, <laughs> those people. And my mom said, look at this girl, like she was born in that tribe, but in uh, South Sudan when we were young. <laughs> Even when I came here before I could have this disability, I used to go with anyone. And then I was uh, working in San Alban Secondary College and uh, Marian College in Western China. And one day, they, uh, uh, they, um, people I work with them, they meet me after I have this uh, disability for three years. They said, Elizabeth, what have you done to yourself? I said, how? I just, I was sick. He said, no, it's something we eat and something you uh, you think about it that make you to be disabled. I say, okay, yes, you are right because I have um, a background of a uh, high blood pressure and high cholesterol, and then I I don't look after myself properly. That why. <laughs> oh, that's reminding me about a bit about myself. I have high cholesterol as well. I don't <laughs> just have it. I have high cholesterol and I have a thyroid problem. Okay. Next question. What work or project have PC done together or is there something you currently working on? I'll speak to that. Um, We have done lots of things. Um, When we were a new group, one of the projects that really brought us together was the submission to the Royal Commission about um, people with a disability from a non-English speaking background and their experiences around abuse and neglect. Yeah, so that's what we've done. We've also done an anti-racism resource with Saru, and that came out of the Staying Connected project. And that was a resource for people with intellectual disability, talking about what to do when someone is racist and what you can do if you're racist, um, if 
you yourself are racist. And I thought that was a very practical way of like addressing a gap that we saw because lots of resources about racism are not in easy English or they're not very interactive and yeah, and people don't understand them. So we saw that gap. We have also worked closely with an organisation called NIDA, which is the National Ethnic Disability Alliance, and they talk about issues that the federal government talk about. So that includes employment of people with disability from non-English speaking backgrounds. So we're a part of that. And we're also a part of an Australian inclusion um, project that NIDA is running as well. So PCE, even though we're a, a new group, I think there's been a gap. And so we're slowly, slowly filling that gap of work and we're slowly, slowly raising our voices. Thank you for having us on because... This is a part of our work to make sure that people with disability from non-English speaking backgrounds are heard everywhere. But currently, Elizabeth and I are working on a vaccination project. Yes. And so um, so we're in a few videos and we've actually... um, put in for a new project about vaccination with four people from non-English speaking backgrounds. So we're excited about that. Um, I'm sure I've forgotten things. Um, Have you got anything to add about what we've done, Elizabeth? Yes, we've done a lot of things and we are friendly, um, uh, very very strong South the we see and we invited everyone to come come alone or come or your friend we're welcoming you because we people friendly and we look forward to have other people like Maltese, Aboriginal you know background and even uh, Middle East things into the House of Racism training, you talked about making culturally um, safe space. What is a culturally safe space? Wow. A culturally safe space to me is a space where everyone is free to be themselves. So it's a space where people aren't scared to, like, do whatever they need to do to make themselves feel at home. It's it's a space that's reflective of everyone's, of inclusion and 
I don't really like that word inclusion, but it's reflective of the community and it's not it's not stuffy or a culturally safe place is a place where you feel like you can be yourself. Yeah. I think. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. And I think this space is a culturally safe space because people are able to speak how they want to, ask questions how they want to and get support in how they want to. Also, we respect um, culture in any way or religion. You respect other people what they believe, the Muslim or Buddhist or Christianity. And the culture we are speaking about, everyone have a culture. Even in Australia, we can say Australian people, they have culture. So we give them space, we respect them to do so, mm. if there is a, a time for that. Thanks. How did you manage to keep your group together during lockdown okay so during lockdown PCE was a part of a staying connected project which helped with um training and like provision of devices and so all our members had access to that and so we did it and we worked with it so We've only had two face-to-face meetings and now we've had all our meetings on Zoom and we're seasoned veterans. And that project was run by the Self-Advocacy Unit and, yeah, it was really, like, vital for power and culture and ethnicity to meet. For the listeners out there, how would they get involved in your group how you get involved is you contact janet me janet curtin and my phone number is 0418-114-558 we also have you can also email me on jcurtin.pce at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook. And if you just write, uh, this is the annoying thing. (laughs) If you write PCE, you can't find us. You have to write power in culture and ethnicity. And I'm going to speak to someone to change that. (laughs) (laughs) yes so power in culture and ethnicity and can I please um take this moment quickly to just thank you raising your voices for raising PCE's voice because I think your work is brilliant and it gives a platform for people with disability from self-advocacy groups a chance to reach more people. So thank you. Wow. Mm. Thanks. If you have just 
tuned in. You have been listening to Raising Our Voices on 3PR, 8.55 a.m. Today's show, we have guests Janet and Elizabeth from PCE. Before we go, we want to share that you can get support to tell your story to the Disability Royal Commission. The Disability Royal Commission is wanting to find out about the bad things that have happened to people with disabilities. It is also looking at ways we could improve things for people with disabilities in the future. I'm Julie and I work at AMIDA with Mark and Miranda. We are disability advocates and help people to tell their story to the Disability Royal Commission. If you want to talk to us, you can call 9650-2722. You can also email mark, M-A-R-K, at amida, A-M-I-D-A, dot O-R-G, dot A-U. And a reminder that the Disability Royal Commission is finishing on the 31st of December, 2022. Your voice is important, so make sure it gets heard. Thanks, listeners, for listening to Raising Our Voices on 3CR 855am. Our radio show is run by people with disability, about people with disability. Join us next month where we will discuss what self-efficacy means with the, the person with a disability. Now stay tuned for Margin Voice. I think 3CR is the voice of the people, speaking back to the establishment and telling them what they think, and sometimes it's something they don't want to hear. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.